digital frontier. I tried to picture clusters of information as they moved through the computer. What did they look like? Ships, motorcycles. Were the circuits like freeways? I kept dreaming of a world I thought I'd never see. And then, one day, I got in. You are listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. And now, from the end of the universe, bringing you the latest in science fiction movies and television shows. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 88. Miles, we are at 88 episodes, double digits, 88, 88, 88. Yeah, we're pushing 100. We are. My name's Scott Herzog, and I'm one of the hosts of the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. And hello, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And we have with us the co-host for the Sci-Fi, for the Dining at the End of the Universe Podcast. Don. Don Dunda. Bender, okay. Don Bender. You don't want to say your last name. I don't know. Or everyone knows. <laughs> I don't know. You're online. Are you kidding? You're online. Donald H. Bender. Since right. he's Miles P. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Donald H. Priest. Priest. Stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and with us all the way from Australia, we have Dave Gray. Dave, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Scott. G'day, boys. How you going? Yeah, we are doing quite fine. It's like tomorrow, right? It's like uh, uh, 29th. For me, yeah. yeah, yeah, tomorrow's looking good for you guys. Well, good. <laughs> I'm all for that. All and uh, and you're from oh, all sorts of podcasts, Dave. Do you want to talk about them? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I'm just really pleased to be on this show. I- I'm pleased that I didn't embarrass myself sufficiently enough that you didn't invite me back. But um, no, I do a few podcasts. Um, do uh, the Aussie Geek podcast. And, uh, also, uh, podcasts, uh, all, all podcasts, of course, on the Lifestyle Pod Network, Scott. Yep. And, uh, Podcasters Emporium would be another one that people may know me from. And the, um, somewhat embarrassingly so, uh, Two Schooners podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. And we're waiting for some more Two Schooners, that's for sure. Um, uh, yeah, you know, you know, I've got one, I've actually got one saved on my hard drive. I've got to edit it for James because he, he, he hit a wall. <laughs> too much, too much going on. I don't know. He, he said he couldn't find the right balance. So I'm not sure what that means, but I'm going to have a listen to it and see yeah. if I try to get that. Oh, well, very good. Very good. Well, we're going to play some of those promos a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but before Brilliant. we do that, let's talk about, we had a listener poll going up, Miles, for the past couple of weeks. This is a listener poll on Fringe, Miles, uh, Don, I know you haven't watched all of Fringe. It's I fine. caught up. It's fine. But it's good. Just, just a question that we had. And, and Dave, are you watching Fringe at all? Over in? Uh, yeah, I've seen a few episodes of it. it you, know, you know, TV in Australia is pretty fickle. They yeah. tend to play something and if it doesn't rate well, they, they push it back to a different time slot or they just stop playing it altogether. So, <laughs> you know, here, here in Oz, unless it's highly rated, which it, it's reasonably rated, but not really high, it's, it's really difficult to follow shows. I have seen a few episodes. I don't mind them. I think they're pretty good. Um, but trying to keep track of it and trying to keep kicking along with a series is really difficult. Yeah. So I haven't, I, I, I can't say that I've seen all. Yeah, well, we had a poll up, and in the last Fringe episode, Marionette. Did you see Marionette? 
You did. You, you saw but the last one, right? The one with the little doll? <laughs> no, I didn't see that you one. Didn't see one. Okay. Olivia is upset with Peter for not telling the difference between her and faux Olivia. And our question was, you know, should Peter have known that the Olivia that he was with was not the real Olivia? No. That was it. And so... The questions were, That's a dumb P- question. P- Peter should have known, Olivia dropped plenty <laughs> of hits, and there's no way that Peter could have known because he wasn't loved. Oh, wait, did you make up that question? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, and were they were they sleeping together? They they, they were yeah, they were they sleeping were. together and uh, oh no, there's know. no excuse then. He well, but known. they weren't sleeping together. Yeah, prior. I haven't even seen the episode. He should have known. But they weren't sleeping together prior. Like the so they real, switch. There real Olivia switch. and him didn't sleep together, so he wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, well, anyways, um, <laughs> and listeners, <laughs> listeners agree that when she comes back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there's no, listeners agreed, they said there was no way that Peter could have known it. He was he alive. May, he so, may have to go to the other side to get, get her. Like she doesn't, he, from the photo of it, she might be better. But she might I'm be not better. Going. They're all just embarrassed. All right, let's just finish that talk. Okay, well, that was just, any thoughts on that, Miles? So you're saying the listeners are on Peter's side? Yeah, they're okay. on Peter's side. Okay, I, yeah. I, I'm on yeah, Peter's I'm, side also. I'm on Peter's side too. Yeah, yeah no, no. I, I, I'm on I'm on Olivia's side. I'm saying he should have known. And there were plenty he should be. <laughs> Shut it. Oh, I'm, Shut just, it. I'm just talking speculatively, of course. Right. Uh, of course, because you had <laughs> a lot of seconds. Anyways, on our menu tonight, we are talking Tron Legacy. It's all throughout okay. the show tonight. We're going to give you our top sci-fi five and five. It's going to be all about Tron Legacy. Before we go into that, we do have a trivia that's been a carryover from uh, the past couple episodes, and we'll continue for the next episode or two. And this is a phenomenal trivia question. Miles, why don't you go ahead and give us that trivia question? Or the challenge, I guess it is. All right. Um you are to locate the lyrics written by Gene Bradbury to the Star Trek original series theme song and then send us an MP3 or flip video um, of you singing the song. Well, it doesn't have to be you singing the song as long as it's someone singing, someone, someone that's singing the song and singing it correctly. Uh, you leave us a message at one 508 4343 Or again, you can send us a flip video, put in YouTube, MP3 or something like that. And what will they win if they actually... Just send us a saying. We'll be drawing this from uh, what we believe the best one is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will win a $100 gift card uh, to thinkgeek.com. That's an awesome prize. Mm-hmm. Wow. Awesome. And you have until January 11th to answer this question. Send your answer with your mailing address, your e- I guess your email address, to the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com, as we said a little bit before. You can DM us on Twitter, although that will be hard just to DM us that uh, video, unless mm-hmm. you give us a link to a YouTube link. That will work. Um only one entry per person. Entries may be shared with Think Geek and become property of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. No animals should be harmed during that. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Think Geek. So you guys, you guys have a uh, Dave. You guys have a Think Geek equivalent over in Australia, right? Uh, oh, yeah, sort of, sort of. It, yeah, it's it, it's kind of it's, it's nowhere near as cool. Oh, okay. I actually bought some stuff from Think Geek for my brother for Christmas. Oh yeah, well I bought some stuff from I got brought those Bucky balls for my kids. They love those things. They're like running around throwing magnets in the wall. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah well the problem the problem here in Oz is that you pay you know you might pay twenty bucks for a t shirt, but then you pay twenty five bucks for the postage. I know. <laughs> the, sh- <laughs> the shipping is terrible for you guys. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it is. But it's it's okay if you buy if you buy like a whole bundle of stuff. Yeah. Then that's cool. Because then the postage is about the same and, you know, you're getting your money's worth. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go into our first podcast promo tonight. And that is for the podcast, Podcasters Emporium. And since we have you, Dave, with us, why don't you tell us just a little bit about PE? 
Well, Podcasters Emporium is a podcast by podcasters for podcasters. And the aim of the show is to help you make your show better. And we really delve deep into tips, tricks, techniques, uh, equipment, gear, software that will really assist you to improve your podcast. And uh, I co-host that with James Williams, an excellent colleague, friend, and uh, co-host. And uh, you can find that on the Lifestyle Pod Network. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing, and we'll play the promo. G'day, I'm Dave Gray. Are you a new show or a relatively new show that's trying to make your podcast sound great? Then you need to listen to Podcasters Emporium, a podcast that's by podcasters for podcasters. We'd be happy for you to join our community and be a part of what we call Podcasters Emporium. Join myself and James Williams as we explore podcasting and all its greatness. You can check out the show at podcastersemporium.com. Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. We are here now to talk Tron Legacy. So I have a little bit of a schedule or a list for this that my Don totally loves. Um, and uh, but we don't have to stick to this order. But I thought maybe we, oh oh we will oh we, will. we we have to stick to this. Um, I thought what we would do is maybe start out with just an overall initial rating of Tron. And so, for example, my rating for Tron Legacy was. Eight out of ten Tron light cycles. Okay, so that's that's fine. <laughs> so uh, who wants to go next? Wow, Don. No, you give me what? a second. Give me a second. I'll, I'll give it seven uh, light cycles. Seven light cycles. Okay, great. Dave, do you have a rating there? Yeah. Look, I, I knew you'd ask me this, and I was thinking about it before the show, and and I really I, I'm hovering around the seven, seven and a half. Light cycles. Light cycles. And go ahead. I'll say eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half light cycles. Ooh. All right. All right. Well, so, um, Dave, I know that the Don and Miles were with me when we watched, we watched the original ahead of time. Did you see the original Tron, Dave? Yes, I can say that I did see the original Tron. However, it was a long time ago. I tried to get it out. <laughs> I tried to get 1980. No, I, I tried to get it out before uh, the, the the movie. But of course, with the movie coming out, every man and his dog wanted it, so it was pretty hard to get hold of. So, um, but I do I do vividly remember the original. And as I watched Tron Legacy, a lot of the original came flooding back to me, and I went, "Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right." You know. Um, so, no, I, I, I didn't see it immediately before, but yes, I have seen it. Right, right. So, having watched the original, let's talk about it. You know, when I went back, it, I, I watched the original on Laserdisc, and we had talked about this before. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I watched it in high school in Laserdisc. This was like 1986. I think, I think it was probably the only movie that ever came out on Laserdisc. <laughs> well, I did watch 2001 on <laughs> Laserdisc, too, and, but whatever. Uh, That's it, not worth watching, though. Right. <laughs> Uh, so what did you think watching the original again prior to Legacy? So forget Legacy. Let's talk about the original real briefly here. How does the original hold up? I, I, I didn't see the original. Um, you know, this is the first time when I saw it with you guys. Right. Um, I thought it was quaint. You know, it was, uh, you know, just seeing what people thought of 
the future of computers would be back then. And um, they really kind of went over the top with the, the when they were in the computer world, the animation. <clears throat> I was reading someplace that uh, there was actually Disney artists who refused to work on it, fearing that computers would take their jobs by doing this. And they're, they're, they're probably right. I mean, uh, um, because uh, Disney stopped making hand-drawn uh, cartoons about, I guess, about 10 years ago or so. Right. Now it's all CGI. But, uh, um, no, it was... Uh, you know, it was kind of a uh, kind of a trip down to memory lane in some ways, going to the arcade and just oh, seeing yeah. old computers and and uh, and um, how they work and everything like that. So it was uh, uh, so it was it was, qu- it was it was quaint to see. How, how does it hold up now? If if you if 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 you, if you think of it as something nostalgic, you know, then then it holds up. You know, if it's something comparing it to today's standards. Not so much. Not so much. Yeah, you know the arcade man. We don't we don't have arcades around here anymore. They're very few and far between. Do you have arcades mm-hmm. in in Australia? No, no, no. Like you go to places and there might be a few machines set up, but they they certainly don't have the appeal and the attraction that they used to have. You know, you, you'd get your twenty cent pieces and you'd march down to the the local you know corner shop and there'd be the the one and only co- you know computer game for about ten miles and you'd sit there, you know you'd have to line up to have a go. Right. Um, you know, and then you had the arcades, which we were never allowed to go to because, you know, all the big kids went there and that's where the tough guys hang out and the bad sorts and stuff like that, you know, um, pool halls and stuff like that. Right. Um, you, you know, but the, the thing, the thing about the original Tron movie is that it really, in my opinion, I think it was ahead of its time. I, I think there was a lot of forward thinking. It was sort of, um, Orson Wells type stuff. And I, I think it was probably one of the first movies to actually think a little bit outside the box and go a little bit matrixy, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it dealt with new material, people going inside a machine. Um, I think that had a certain amount of appeal, appeal in 1982, um, given the fact that you know the the video games were so prolific and um, so well loved by so many kids and um, played a lot. <laughs> uh, you know all of all of the internal graphics and all you know like when you watched the original Tron movie it was sort of like watching a video game because a lot of it was animated and not done with CGI it was all you know it was a mix between that sort of actual costumes that people wore and um animation and i it it kind of made for a little bit of an awkward mix it kind of felt like you're watching a movie but not really because animation itself wasn't that as well developed as it is now so it's it was almost like cartoon real life cartoon real life and there was that clear distinction there right. whereas now that distinction is very much blurred and it's very difficult to actually you know there are some parts of movies where you find out later that that was cgi and you go no yeah and so you know i think in some respects the original tron movie i think miles had it right it was quaint and in some respects tron legacy was quaint uh, but it certainly was a bit of a groundbreaker on a few fronts. And for that reason, I think, you know, from a nostalgic perspective, I think, I think it was, um, you know, good for its day, right. but it did feel a little awkward watching it. Right. Doc, your opinion on the original Tron movie. <clears throat> well, I'm a, I'm a little emotionally attached to the original Tron. It, okay. was a, it was the first movie I went to see with a friend without my parents. 
in the Ooh. theaters. So, and I <laughs> really did, like write a passage almost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, I like it a lot. Like a I, teary, teary if I had to give it a, a rating out of ten light cycles, I'd give it a nine because I liked it a lot. But I, and, I, and I think for the same reasons that Dave did, it was a little groundbreaking. It was something you know we had not seen before, and we won't see again, kind of until the Matrix. Maybe that same kind of theme running throughout it, you know. And so that was kind of cool. I'm looking at uh, other sci-fi movies that came out that same year: Blade Runner, E.T., yeah. the Extraterrestrial. So Conan the Barbarian, that's not really sci-fi, but like the thing, remember the thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, it's impressive that, and, and it's the, well, it's IMDb's number one movie for 1982. I don't know if I would agree with that, but, but again, it was, you know, and it had a solid cast, I think, you know, Jeff Bridges and, and, uh, Bruce Brock, like Boxline are a pretty solid cast. And that whole, the whole theme of, you know, going into a different, like, you know, because just like I don't want to keep repeating what Dave said, but that whole idea that like, and you said too that, you know, 1982, like the dawn of computers, and where is that going to take us? Are we all going to lose our jobs? And that kind of fear. And so, you know, this that connected to this was kind of a draw. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. But you know, you mentioned this being uh, both the, both Dave Don here. You mentioned the uh, the allusions to the Matrix. This really was the precursor to the Matrix movies. You know, you don't often think about the two being in the same, but the idea of us living inside a virtual world that somehow exists, mm. um, this was kind of a precursor to that. And, and I think that's maybe one thing that when you get into Tron Legacy that you don't, you, you, you miss a little bit because you no longer have that. We've right. been inside no. a virtual word, world before. We've been inside the Matrix. Um, we've been, we've been inside Tron before. A little bit different of a Tron, but a Tron nonetheless is the fact that we're inside a computer program. That wasn't so much of a shock for us this time mm-hmm. because no. we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. But I do, and it's also not 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 outside the realms of possibilities in a very theoretical sense. I mean, we we have virtual worlds online now. Oh, I mean, yes. we've got First Life and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not a totally um, foreign, you know, a plausible concept. Yeah, Star Trek Online, everything else, right? Yeah. Miles, you yeah. still play Star Trek Online? I haven't played in a while. <laughs> I haven't played in a while. <laughs> so, it's been a long time. So, well, uh, how important do you think it is to see the original before going to see this movie? Don, why don't you start us off here? Mm, I, do you have to go see it, or is it important to see? You know, I think I. Th- I mean, you know, I know, well, so so what you're saying is, is it, is it standalone, well, or do you need to see the original? I think it, I think it stands alone to a point. But I, the people I've talked to who've only seen this and not seen the original don't like it quite as much as those who have seen the original. So I think there's some a little bit of nostalgia in yeah, there that yeah. kind of maybe helps bring it. And they along. and they bring it along, you know, with the arcade and things like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, Miles, thoughts? Um, I I think seeing the original is helpful to appreciating the new one because of the continuity um, and the backstory. Um, so. And the idea of being inside a computer—that um, that, that's the theme. It's expressed in the first Tron movie. It's then expressed in the second one. Um, so necessary, maybe not, but but helpful. Yes, they do give you a lot of backstory that you don't really need mm. to know everything there. Dave, what do you think? Yeah. Do you need to see the original Tron to go see Tron Legacy? I yeah. Look, I think you do. But, but do, you know, I think the majority of people, I mean, there are teenagers out there that are going to watch Tron Legacy 
and, and they're not going to. They're probably not even going to realize that there was an original. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you could watch it like that, but I think for us oldies, <laughs> um, I think having seen the original and seeing Tron Legacy, it does augment your experience of Tron Legacy a hundredfold. I mean, to have that real appreciation for. And that, and, and you know, without getting too much into the movie yet, that's one of the striking things about Tron Legacy is its devotion and its, um, it, 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 it's, it's, I guess, respect for the original movie. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, you know, I don't know that um, from my perspective that you really need to see it, but again, it did. Having watched it, watched it right before again, it was, it was years since I watched the original time and then I watched it right before. Uh, I liked, I liked having that as, there were a lot of, there were a lot of, um, Easter eggs thrown throughout it. You're like, oh, look, there's a video game. He was playing this on the couch. Oh, there's a voice yeah. box from, uh, sitting on the mantle from the original Tron. And there's yeah. just a lot, there was a lot of, there was a lot of continuity, a lot of objects they threw in there that just kind of made the movie a little bit more special than maybe it would have been if there had been no connection at all. Yeah. yeah. But. And, and there's definitely a backstory there. There's definitely, you know, some assumed knowledge watching Trong Legacy, but not essential to know it, but help, right. you know, surely helps you watching Tron Legacy. Right, right. Well, so let's talk a little bit about the story of the movie, right? So what did you guys think of the actual storyline the plot i guess of the movie how did it feel to you the pacing whatever you want to talk about regarding plot dave do you want to start us out uh yeah sure i mean i mean you know i gotta admit tron legacy does not have the strongest plot in the world it's 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 pretty simplistic uh, man goes you know 20 years prior or whatever it is goes into a computer and is never seen from again son uh, you know, grows up without a father and, and basically goes looking for him and, and hence Tron Legacy. I mean, and, and I mean, I say, you know, I, I'd like to end that by saying gets him out, but I have some problems with the end of the movie that I, I think's worth, I'd like to raise later, but <laughs> I, I just, uh, you know, I, 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 pretty simplistic and I didn't get a lot of joy from the plot. I gotta say, uh, it, it, you know, all the, all the, all the, I don't know, it, it, there was a lot of cliches, but again, I think that, you know, some of this stuff is, um, you, you know, because of the fact that it was, it, it's a, it's a second movie after the original. I, I think there were elements of the story that they didn't develop enough. I think the idea of sentient life forms being, you know, um, created within the system, because of its existence, I think that they, they really could have exploited that part of the movie and that could have, that could have actually become a, a core subplot, but they didn't. They kind and, of just glossed over that. Yeah, they did. And, and I was really disappointed by that because I thought, wow, there's, there's the new story. That's, that's the thing. That, that would differentiate Tron legacy from Tron. Tron was just man goes into machine, man, you know, does stuff in machine, man comes out of machine. The, the, the bit that really sets it apart is that, in my opinion, is that whole, um, I can't even remember what they're called. Um, starts with S, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I don't, uh, so, so, oh, I so, oh, really can't this. remember. But anyways. Someone, someone will correct us. That's right. But, um, you know, and, and again, they didn't really exploit the idea of the, the, 
you know, tro- the original, you know, the the warrior the warrior program in the in in the in the system. They're Tron- called ISOs. ISOs. Uh, ISOs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I I thought there was a lot of stuff there that they could have. Oh, they could have just delved in a bit deeper, and it just would have added some meat to the sandwich. I I just found myself a little bit lacking on, on that front, and I I got to say I, I didn't I didn't really enjoy the plot too much. Um, part of the reflection on that may have been that it is a Walt Disney movie, and it is PG. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don, go ahead. Uh, you know, I I don't want to echo everything Dave says, but I have like I was thinking the same thing as you were talking. Your Dave, like a minute. I, you know, <laughs> the father son thing is kind of old, and we've seen it a lot of times. Now, granted, it is Disney, and then you know maybe they like the father son thing, but again, like that the father son thing wasn't really redeemed in the end. Like you don't really have no. any well, father kind of saves the son, I guess. Well, right, but like the whole reuniting of the father son, you know, you're kind of left mm. hanging with that. But but again, like I would have loved for them to dump that halfway between and pick up the ISO storyline because that's what really interested me. Like I didn't I didn't get enough about it. I didn't know enough about it. I wanted to know more about it, and they just kind of like hung it out there to dry. Like here's Cora, and she's an ISO, and that's all there is to it. Like it was kind of mm. like I, you know, like the ending would have had more of a meaning for me if I would have if I would have had more knowledge of why that was so significant. Why it was so important for her to get to the other side and not dad, like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's it. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I mean, just the whole thing where they, where they, where he talks about how they came about. Yeah. Oh, they just turned up one day. Yeah. What? <laughs> they just walked out of the just, woods. You, you were know? just lounging around in your glass armchair and they just came walking up to you. Come on. You and that's there. exactly how it is in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's that's my feeling. Yeah, Miles, what was your feeling on the uh, entire story of the saga? Now I realize that if uh, they didn't do this, they wouldn't have a story. But this this I sort of have a little problem with the idea of okay, Flynn getting trapped in a computer once. Why would he risk that again? I mean, um, you know, he he creates this computer system and he transports himself plus the Tron program into there, and then. Uh, the idea, I, I don't know, just, I would not, the idea of tempting fate twice just seems. Like, fool, fool me once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the idea, um, h- how does Cora come on the other side? She's a, she's a program. How does she, it will take physical form into the real world? Um, I mean, to me, that stretched the bounds of disbelief to. Well, they do kind of set that, maybe, you know, what, you know, the, uh, Jeff Bridges' uh, character. What did they call the evil? Evil is a clue. Is that the name of the guy? Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, he wanted to take the entire army into the other side. So mm-hmm. I mean, he was trying to. They somehow figured out a way to replicate that. And yeah, but I got I got the impression that Q wanted Clue wanted to take the entire army into the. And this is again where they could have beefed the storyline up. Did they want to come as um, actual life form like? solid life forms into our world or did they just want to come into our world into say the internet how how cool would it have been to have a story or a premise that they actually infiltrated the internet and got out yeah and that yeah. they were actually you know outside because to me um sort of the, the 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 tron universe represented like a vm and they were trapped inside it because they couldn't get out of it and the only way to get out of it was to go you know through the portal but then Going through the portal meant that they went into into the wider system, so that would have been that, that would have been a really chunky, heavy story. That would have been cool. Yeah, I agree. 
I wonder how much the uh, the tie-in. I wouldn't, I'm not really thinking about this till just now, but the uh, when uh, what Sam you know releases the 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 Encom's um, software program free to the world. If that was somehow supposed to be a parallel to the freeing the whole Tron world, the whole Tron virtual world, if they were trying to parallel oh, that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know. If, I don't know what they were going. That was very cool, by the way. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> that, that opening scene was kind of nice. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and I, you no, know, I, don't know. I, and I do like. I do. I think the beginning, the beginning of the story, when we're actually in the real world, I like that. That that worked real well yeah. for me. You know, him. You know, breaking into you know his own company. I guess that he owns a majority share in, and then parachuting off the roof, mm-hmm. getting in jail. You know, ending up at the arcade yeah. and discovering the secret hidden door. That was all kind of cool. I liked that whole process of discovery yeah. with that. That was good. That was good. But do you know what? When they to carry on with that, when he actually went down, I thought they really glossed over and simplified the whole process of him getting into the system. You know, like when he when he actually activated, mm. I expected it to see have the big light beam behind him, and then him dematerialize and and be sort of sucked into the system or something like that. But it didn't. It just sort of cutscened, and here he was. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and they and they did focus on that a lot in the original. They kind of show him dematerializing. And yeah, then, yeah. I guess they figured it wasn't that important. Yeah. So I, the science behind it wasn't that important. Just the fact that he got there. Uh, it was too hard to CGI. That's what it was. Yeah, uh, probably too expensive <laughs> to CGI or something. Yeah. Like come that. on, it's Disney. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. They, they have yeah. tons, yeah. tons of money. What are we talking yeah. about here? They secretly rule hey, the world. Hey, guys, since we're talking plot, uh, and we should say that there's a bit of a spoiler here, shouldn't we? Well, man, this entire show is a spoiler. Yeah. What are we talking about? Oh, okay, that's this, cool. That's so cool. so we, we, we're assuming. I'll, I'll preface this at the beginning of the show that you know, if you're going to listen to this show, you should have watched Tron. We will spoil the sucker. So yeah. But so, since we're talking plot, I really wanted to, and, and Miles alluded to it, and I want to talk about the end of the movie. I want to talk about the bit where they, they've they've travelled on the solar sail. Is it a solar sail or whatever that thing is? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and 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 then they got to the portal, and the uh, the sun reaches the other side of the, the the platform, and then Q jumps in the middle, and he stops the the girl and and um. Jeff Bridges, whatever his name character is, Sam, and oh no, is it Sam? No, no. Sam's his son. Flynn's yeah, what's he? What's he? Flynn. 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 He Mr. stops Flynn. Flynn, right? So then he's got, he's got his disc, and he's got her disc, and he throws his his disc to him, but then the girl gets out with her disc left behind. How does that work? Yeah. Oh, that is, that is true. What? Yeah. He had. Well, she had his desk, right? Yeah. So you get what desk. I mean. Like the, the, the Sam, the son, had his disc and his father's disc, but that enabled the girl to get out. I would have thought for the girl to get out, he, he, she would need her disc, which he had. Do you think that has anything to do with her being an ISO? That, it that, could be, but that's a big. That's a stretch, isn't it? That, that's a big. It is a big leap. Well, they can take the leap. I had, I had a really big problem with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They can take that leap. They haven't told us anything about these ISOs. Right. No, well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that, to me, if they are more human than program, then surely, a, if a human has to have the disc, and an ISO is more human than non-human, yeah. then why didn't she need her disc? Or what See was what the I mean? what like, was the ramification of using his disc 
for her. Like maybe she could well, use his, his disc to his, get out, but his, maybe it had an effect on her. We have his, no idea. His disc is the Holy Grail. Well. Yeah, but then at the end of the movie, did you see him downloading something? And I'm assuming that was his father's program. Yeah, me too. I was too assuming that. And yeah, that's I, the stretch. That They didn't even fill that blank. Yeah, it's a big stretch. Mm-hmm. I have to agree. It's a big leap. And do you know what? That fundamental flaw in logic really spoiled the end of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Or apparent flaw in logic. Yeah, as far as we, as far as we know. Well, you know... Um, I want to talk about the ending a little bit more, but before we do it, what did you think of the storyline, the Tron's storyline, the, the character Tron, the fact that he's evil Tron and then mm. kind of redeemed himself at the end? I mean, that that of course has been done before, but what did you think of it, Miles? Go ahead. Um, again, problematic. I mean, because Tron was a good character in the first movie, um, that he would just. Um, you know, support clue throughout the whole, uh, you know, time. And then at the end, um, it was a bit of a stretch. A bit of a stretch? Mm. Don, what do you think? Hmm. I'm a little disappointed that uh, Tron wasn't more, like, it would have been interesting to see him flip sides in the middle of the movie rather than... Just at the end. Just at the very end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's it, Disney and they're probably pushing for a sequel, so... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah well, and then Tron's not dead because you see him light up there he's falling down, right? Right. Well, I'm, we can assume that. We, may we can assume. We can well, assume. there's a lot of other stretching at the end, so... Right. Let's assume, <laughs> let's assume that. <laughs> what did you think of that, Dave? Uh, I, I didn't think his character was developed enough. Yeah. I think he was sort of there, but not there. I mean, if it's a PG movie, you know, they didn't make it very clear. You know, if if, if younger generation is going to be watching it or younger kids are going to be watching it they didn't really make that link very very clear at all it was pretty vague mm-hmm. and and for that reason i think his whole character development was vague when it could have been really strong is again it, it could it, have been it, it, well it could have been the trinity of the matrix you know it could have yeah. been that kind of you know re- really quite positive character and really strong character through the movie that's supportive of the main hero in in in, a, in again a subplot, you know what happened to Tron? Yeah, you know, and it's uh, what's interesting is that throughout the entire movie they keep Tron masked. He has that dark face on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and mm. I didn't know if that's because they're expecting that if there is another Tron, there'll be another actor playing that. Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, the only way that you would have figured out that that was Tron is the dual disc thing. Oh, true. True. That's the only reference that they made until the very end of the movie mm-hmm. that that was the original Tron program yeah. in the grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it was it, it was weak. It, it was, was weak. come it on. Was, it, was. it was a weak link. Yeah. Does the story lend itself nicely to a sequel? Mm. You know, if the if the sequel was called uh, Tron: The Rise of the Isos, I'd be okay with that. Oh, that would be kind yeah. of nice. Because I, that's all I wanted. Like, I just want to learn more about the Isos. Yeah. So, <laughs> she's like the Isos. <laughs> you like them because she was hot. Well, yeah, she's <laughs> hot and skin type. You know, that sort of thing. Go ahead. Dave. If Disney, if Disney dumped it and didn't develop it, and some other third party. Developed it like Jerry Bruckheimer or um, mm. that guy that's doing Avatar, uh, and, and concentrated on the story and the plot development and the ISOs and the whole sentient life form thing and the whole melding of our world and their world and the internet and all that stuff that we've sort of talked about at great length. Then it would be a killer. It would be. Yeah. It would be an awesome movie. Yeah. Maybe we should do it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Anyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. want to float that? <laughs> yeah. the, the, uh, it'll be uh, it'll be the, the latest endeavor of the Lifestyle Pod Network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I think it certainly leaves room for sequel. I mean, you have an ISO now in the real world. What are the implications of that? Um, does that, what's a positive or negative effect of that? We, of course, have the ISOs in the Tron universe and they, what do they call that? The MC, Master, Master Control, uh, whatever they call that world. Uh, you have, so you have that, you have Tron that obviously is not dead. Now, I did ask this, but there, there is a little bit of lead in here. News did come across the wire that the animated Tron Uprising details are viewed that they are coming out with a 10 episode series of Disney's producing uh, for Disney Channel mm. for the summer 2012 mm. that is uh, called Tron Uprising, and it is a continuation. And here's mm. just a little bit of the news on it. It says, um, whether or not you loved or hate Tron Legacy, is no denying that Disney is in with their investment of the franchise. Video games, theme parks, toys, and of course the upcoming animated series, Tron Uprising, will begin airing at Disney XD, that's Disney Channel for Boys, uh, during the summer 2012, and it sports an impressive voice cast, including Elijah Wood, Emmanuel uh, Tricky, uh, I'm trying to pronounce his name, Mandy Moore, who I care less about, Paul Rubens, Nate Cordray, Lance Hendrickson, who I like him, yeah. uh, and Bruce Boxer. Oh, I love him. Yeah, Bruce, and Bruce is in it again. He was in it everything that Tron's done. Who reprises role as Tron? Here, there's also a ten-part micro series in the works that will premiere in the fall. Um, an interview with Box Office Magazine, uh, Tron Legacy co-screenwriter Adam Horowitz said they're treating the series as very seriously and revealed where it'll take place in the Tron timeline. This animated show will take place from when Flynn is in a safe house, and it's from when Clue takes over the grid before. When Sam comes in. So if you're wondering what the group was like before that, watch a show. So apparently it's kind of a prequel. Uh, uh, so I, I don't know. Uh, at least it gives you a little more Tron. Is it, um, if it has ISOs in it, I watch it. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it's it does. safe. It's it does. safe. It is safe. It's safe. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, does have, it does have ISOs. Maybe we'll get the background of the ISOs a bit more through this. Yeah. I mean, well, that's true. That's true. That's, uh, I'll pay that. Yeah. yeah, so if we do get that, I mean, you do get some. If we do get that backstory, it could it could be uh, interesting? But uh, no, no mm. word in the movie right now. Although, just to give you an update on how the movie's been doing, if you haven't watched just recently, Tron Legacy, as of today, earned in the U.S. about um, about a hundred million dollars, a little bit under that, but worldwide has brought in a hundred and sixty million. So that's with two weekends in the box office. Now, I, I don't it, know. It costs three hundred thousand dollars to my three hundred million. Yeah, it was. Oh, no, it was. I think what I heard was it was a hundred and fifty million to make and a hundred million in advertising or something like that. But it was up. Uh, there. Okay. It was up there. It was up. Regardless of that, it was up there. Yeah. And so they still have a little bit to recoup their costs, but I think they'll do it. Once yeah. yeah, Disney. They'll recoup their costs. They'll One DVD and Blu-ray ray sales. Uh, yeah, that'll part. It'll be it'll be good to see in Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It'll be good to see in Blu-ray. But oh, yeah. production budget they're saying is 170 million. And the movie's still out. Oh, there so you it's go. Still, they're still. Well, it's only the second weekend. Yeah, second is it second weekend? Something? No, 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 no. Third weekend. Yeah. Third weekend. So. So let's talk a little bit. Um, let's talk about some of your favorite actors. Who, who's, yeah, how are we who, doing on your list? Who was your favorite actor? Hey, shut up, Don. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who was your favorite actor, Don? In the film? Yeah, in your film. Favorite actor, favorite mm-hmm. character. Uh, okay, Miles, come back go ahead. to me. Yeah. Okay, Miles, go ahead. Favorite actor, favorite character. Um, the star of the show, uh, 
Jeff Bridges. I mean, um, uh, his Clue character was really good, and then when he was uh, Flynn, um, you know, he 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 pulled he pulled both of those off. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Dave, mm. how about your favorite character, favorite actor? Uh, it's hard. I, I don't know that I really have one, but if I had to choose one, because, I mean, I don't think there's any really huge standout performances. I think, you know, as I say, for, for me, the enjoyment of the movie came from a different place, but I, I, I agree with Miles. Jeff Bridges did an awesome job. I think it's great that they secured him for the sequel, and I, I think he pulled the role off very, very well. Although I thought, I felt that as, um, in the, in Legacy, he seemed a lot colder and a lot, uh, a lot more, um, clinical in, in his approach to the movie. Um, and I guess he had to be that because he'd been there for 20 years. I think he'd be pretty, <laughs> pretty much like that. Right. Um, and then I, I think for me, the, the standout character apart from him was Michael Sheen as, as Castor or Zeus. That was mine. You took mine. You took mine. Uh, <laughs> I sorry, love it. No, Michael Sheen, the, the Zeus in that club scene, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. I absolutely loved his performance. Loved his mm. performance there. Mm. I, I, was, mm. I was telling people as I described him, he's kind of like the David Bowie of Tron. Right. Yes. Right. right. Yeah, yes. He, he kind of, he looks that part. He's kind of that, a little bit whacked. Yeah. And, uh, man, when he's there, when he's there, like, Doing the little dot, the little who air guitar type thing he's doing, and then shooting his cane. It's great. I love that scene. And he's yeah. dancing along yeah. when no, those troops come in and start shooting oh, up the place. Great. Well, yeah, and da- Daft Punk, of course, is in that scene. They're the DJs in that scene. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and yeah, you're absolutely. big fans of Daft Punk. Well, just this, this is soundtrack. <laughs> I actually bought this soundtrack as a movie. I loved it so much. I was grading research papers to it. It's phenomenal. <laughs> I, I, I have I have got to say that that for me. The, one of the greatest enjoyments of this movie was the soundtrack. Oh, the absolutely. soundtrack for this movie was phenomenal. And if ever I've walked out of a cinema and thought, I am getting that soundtrack, it was, it was this movie. It really was a really faithful rendition or, or, or modernization of the original music from the original film. And unless you'd seen the original, you wouldn't realize that. But it is phenomenal. It is Daft Punk did an absolutely stellar job of the soundtrack. And if you do nothing else, listen to the soundtrack from this movie. Yeah, it's it's quite beautifully done. And and I've heard that Mm. from numerous people just said, oh, this is great stuff. This is great stuff. Did you Mm. come up with a favorite character, Don, yet? I think I'm going to have to go with Michael Sheen. (laughs) Just because... um, he he's a great actor in general. Like my favorite role of Michael Sheen is the Queen, where he plays the Prime Minister. I think he does a great job of that. But he's in the Underworld series. He's in the uh, anything he's in, he does exceptionally well at. I think no matter how movie? crappy the movie is, is who does he, <laughs> he play in Underworld? He's the he's the head of the Lycans. Oh, that's him. Okay, he is the okay. Role, yeah. Oh, yeah, is he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's Arrow in the Twilight series, head of the Voltori, and like. Oh, cool. But the Queen, I think, was probably his one is, and he was great in this too. So yeah. I have to lean towards him as well. Probably the best performance, or the yeah. most stellar perf- memorable. Yeah. That scene's yeah. one, of, one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got to say that Tron. If you want to go and see Tron to see very attractive women, this really falls short. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't. The sirens, mm. sirens one, yeah, two, three, four, the, yeah, they were hot. Yeah, well, look, yeah, but the, the costumes were were not very flattering at all, and that's one aspect of the movie I didn't think was done very well. Was the apart from I enjoyed the the different costumes that um, the uh, Kevin Flynn wore. Right, right. I think they were really well done. I particularly liked the cloak. You know, with the, the, the glowing bit around it. But I think, again, like the original, it's that clunky mix between, uh, CGI and actual. 
Yeah. And and the suits just looked a little ill-fitting in certain places. Weak, they just yeah. didn't look that great. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to agree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't distracted by the costuming in this one. Oh no, like, no. I felt just like if it you had to peek a bone. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't. It, you know, again, visually. You know, if we're going to talk visual when you get into some of the CGI work in this thing. Beautiful work. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. You know, with with great, Absolutely. great homage. Very you know, very, very uh, great homage to like the original ships, to the yeah. light cycles, yeah. to Tanks, the uh, uh, what do you call those big you, hovercraft? Yeah, what do you call those big hovercraft things? There's they chased the around the T things, or whatever they call it. I should. Like the, the big U. And yeah. what they yeah. did with uh, Jeff, Jeff Bridges, making him look young, and Bruce Boxleyer making him look young. But, oh yeah. yeah. But but yeah, this is the first time. I mean, we've seen a little bit of this in the. Um, X Men Three, yeah, right with Patrick Stewart. But but this is throughout the whole movie. Jeff Bridges, they they've made him, you know, the Clue character look young the whole movie practically. So uh, mm. I mm. wonder if they've made improvements in that technology. But it's kind Not of scary. Sure, yeah. They they can kind of you know, you know, as far as your your physical appearance, I mean, they can CGI it. I mean, um, and if they can mm. synthesize symphonize your voice, I mean. Uh, you know, mm. no one needs to die anymore. You live forever in film. <laughs> <laughs> well, act, act, you know, actors might be out of a job. I mean, right, how, right. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, who needs that? That's true. Although, you know, I imagine there's going to be rights issues if you start using someone's voice without their uh, mm-hmm. permission. Mm-hmm. So, but they're close to doing it now. Yeah, it's yeah. Just... The, uh, the I thought, you know, I, I think the CGI was absolutely amazing. I love I love the coloring was... of Tron. The whole blue, white, you know, black yeah. against the black just really stands out. Uh, you do the whole traditional thing, like white is good, red is evil. You know, that's nothing new there. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I th- I thought that the 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 redoing of things like the the disc tournament and the light cycles was particularly well done. More the light cycles, I think that that was if they had the technology they have now back in 1982, I think that's what the light cycles would have looked like. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, my only complaint, and this is my complaint with the original, phenomenal. This is my complaint with the original movie and the new movie is there just wasn't enough light cycle. I mean, you have it feels it feels like such a quick scene. There could have been more gaming. Yeah, I think a little more. Yeah, I would have enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah, and maybe maybe a bit of a flick modernization on that. So I I don't know how you do that, but you know, I I mean, it was sort of set in a gladiator like style, but I don't know how you modernize that. But I think that I don't know. I think. the the very I guess it's a simplistic game style, you know, the old Pac Man, you know, it's very linear, it's it's right angles and things like that. The light cycle scene really curves into that and, and made it a bit more modern. And uh, the disc scene was a, I think it was pretty similar to the original. But yeah, it would have been nice to have seen a few more sort of combative type things as opposed to just what we saw. I agree. Right. Look, I think that might have been a little bit of a disconnect from the the teenage generation now because n- it was nice to have the continuity with uh, games of the old movie to the new movie, but you know this teenage generation isn't familiar with like we talked about earlier arcade games, mm-hmm. and these mm-hmm. were you know one on one you know stick a quarter in and play with a joystick kind of arcade games. It would have been interesting to to adapt the gladiator type games to you know what this generation teenagers is is used to because because in the yeah because in the in the original movie correct me if i'm wrong but those uh those people in the, those programs in the trons world 
were play they like they were playing the games, you know, because the, there was right. a direct connect to the outside world with those arcade games, but not so much. Yeah, I this think was, in, there was very much of a disconnect. Yeah, like well, no one's yeah. playing the arcades anymore. Right, right, so that right. Just means, yeah. But if you could have hooked it in to maybe have, you know. Everything we do online, as far as gaming goes, play right. into that world. Yeah, that would be yeah. kind of cool. If they yeah. could have tied that in somehow. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. That like World of Warcraft or something like that. Right. Yeah, that's only a second life. You got it. But you know, all through the movie, it was full of, you know, and this is why I say it was very, very much tribute to the original. A lot of the the scenes, a lot of the the imagery is very right angled and linear. You know, like graphically. You know, like like Pac-Man, like the old grid bikes, light cycles. You know, like the streets were straight with right angles. There was very many curves. Mm. There was, you know, the 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 state the ship that they were on was, you know, straight lines. Um, the 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 planes when they flew, while they flew in in curves, and and just amazing. Just the the yeah. the, the sequence at the end of the movie where they they're in the plane, um, if you can call it that. I don't know what it'd be, but. Um, you know, and then adding those tails to it, it was still straight lines, but with you know they were straight up and down lines, but with curves in them. So they had this wonderful effect on the screen. Um, you know, so what I think that that was in in sort of trying to keep with reference to the old film, like trying yeah. to keep the yeah. the straight lines, but trying to make it a little bit modern. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I don't know. I like the. Uh, I wish it would have done a little bit more too with the fight scene when they actually recover. Uh, Kevin's disc from wherever Clue has it stored. You know, because yeah. Sam Flynn goes in there and then they kind of close the doors. You hear the battle going on behind the doors. I really oh, want to see strong. that. Yeah. They, really, they really should have shown. Yeah. They could have done a lot of Matrix stuff in that. They would have made that just a really kick-ass scene. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But they didn't. Absolutely. They didn't. I, 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 the one, the one thing, I'd say the standout effect for me in the whole movie was when they actually start the light cycle, when they break the handle apart and run through the air. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was awesome. that's impressive. That Epic. Was awesome. Epic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don, you should buy me a light cycle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> $55,000. Really? You priced they, them they, already? That. They, they have them. They made them. They're, they're, they're kind yeah, of well, made. Are they street legal? Well, <laughs> yeah, they're right. yeah, they are. The movie. What is that? He rode one. He remember he rode that retro one, the original one in yeah. the movie. Yeah, right, right. But I, 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 I thought that was a bit lame myself. But anyway, because I thought the new ones were much cooler. They were. Yeah. It was kind of nice to have that retro one in there. Uh, but, yeah, but jeez. Yeah. Well, uh, one other thing I like to talk about. I'm going to use uh, some. Someone posted this on our Facebook page. This is actually from Michael Cleland, who said, "I went and saw Tron Legacy this morning. Started off in the 3D projectors, which stuffed up about 50 minutes in, and was only watchable in 2D. After that, I was actually starting to like the 3D, but I'm never going to watch another movie in 3D because of that. Other than that, it was a good movie apart from it. So, Dave, we kind of talked about this a little bit or prepped about this. You saw the movie in 2D. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely, and I and, went out of my way to do it. Right, and uh, we all saw this in 3D. So let's talk I'm about. Sure did. Yeah, well, I think it was. I think was, was was there an option to see it in 2D? In? Yeah, there is. There was. Yeah. Okay, so I just missed that. So we saw it. We saw it in 3D and in the IMAX. Uh, what? Oh, I didn't. I didn't yeah. need to see it. I could have saw it on a regular screen. You could saw it on a regular screen. Yeah, I could have saw it without the 3D. Yeah. Personally, yeah. And I'm not. 
Again, 3D. I like 3D. I thought that well, they're Ava- making everything 3D these days. I, Avatar in 3D was beautifully done. Uh-huh. Beautifully done, in my opinion. Yeah, see, I, I, you know, did I tell you that I watched Avatar in 2D at yes. home after? And I enjoyed it so much more at home. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to wear those glasses really over your glasses, right? Yeah, I do. But, I mean, that said, I, I just enjoyed it purely as an experience. I mean, being able to, to see the whole whole scene and not just what they force you to focus on was was great. Mm-hmm. But you, you know what? Having seen the film in 2D, if I would, I, I would like to see Tron in 3D, mainly because the big difference is that I think Tron Legacy really lends itself to 3D. I think it's... I think it's a movie that's really well suited to it because of the this, the very stark contrasting colours, the neon type glow, the everything, and the fact that there is very definitive front of scene, back of scene, and back of scene didn't really contain much. So mm. it would have really been quite conducive to that 3D experience as opposed to Avatar, which I think invited you to experience the whole scene but you weren't allowed to enjoy it because you were forced to focus on what the 3D told you to. Right, right. So what did you guys think of the uh, 3D? And uh, uh, Miles, why don't you go ahead? Um, I don't think 3D for me helped at all. See, you know, IMAX was really cool, though. See, you know, on huge. a huge, huge screen. That I enjoyed immensely. But 3D, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, there wasn't. I mean, there wasn't. They didn't overdo the 3D, which is thankful. Mm-hmm. And seeing the, we saw the. I don't know what previews they showed at, at your theater, Dave, but they showed the uh, was mm. the Green Hornet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the they Hornet. showed that. And, yeah. and, and, and the 3D was like, whoa! It was just over everything with 3D jumping out of you, and I just like, there's no way I'm going to see that movie in 3D if I can mm-hmm. help it because it was just too much. I felt like it wasn't over the top 3D, but mm. I, I tell you what, you remember like when they show they play at the beginning of the movie like. Portions of this movie are in 2D, but you don't need to take off your glasses. Everyone kind of groaned when they first <laughs> put that off. Um, because the, I guess the portions in the real world are not in 3D. It's only when you get into the master control that's in 3D. Oh, that's kind of good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't the whole thing, but. Yeah, it was nice. What'd you think of the 3D? I could have done without it. Did done without it? Yeah. yeah. Be like, what about IMAX? No, that was nice. That was like a big screen. Yeah, it was a new, a new IMAX, beautiful theater. Yeah, it was very nice. And I'm short, so I like rows that you know, like no one could sit in front of me that was taller than me. That's yeah, so that that is nice. The the angle of the seats was yeah, really nice yeah. in that theater that we were at. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, if you get a chance to see it, I'll be interested to hear hear you think about it in 3D, Dave. What you see it? You yeah, see if it. I get the opportunity, I will. So yeah, I mean, it, I, yeah, I'd like to make the comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Hattie Jones, said it's amazing. It's the best sci-fi film since District 9, in her opinion. Ugh. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, she liked District 9. She well. loved District what? 9 then. But yeah. I, you know, I watched District 9. The only thing that I liked about District 9 was the end. You know, the whole the whole mechs that they yeah, had. It was kind of throwing to the Halo franchise. I don't think there was really anything. <laughs> <laughs> so not a fan of <laughs> no, not, not a fan of District 9? No. Did you watch District 9, Lyle? No, I haven't Did seen you it. watch it? Dave, no, you watched District 9? Yeah, and I was appalled. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you. So it's not too much to get. So the fact that you're saying it's the best movie since District is not saying much, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, I really disliked District Nine. I had high hopes, but it was it was yeah, it was okay, but ah, oh, was like, it was basically a bug hunt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was quite unquote. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. I didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy Justic Nine at all. I thought it was crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, was it was it as good? I mean, is it on a par with movies that are great sci-fi movies? Ooh, I, I think it's probably among the better ones. Is it among the best? Just if at all, but it's worth seeing. Is it is it is it the best movie of 2010 for sci-fi? Who what? Is Tron no. the best movie of 2010 for sci-fi? What, what do we have to compare it to? Though? What do we have to compare it to? <laughs> Let's just what else came out? <laughs> Avatar? <laughs> well, Avatar was 2009. Oh, was it? Yeah, because yeah. we reviewed it last year. Well, maybe time. it is. Yeah. yeah, give us, give it, what's it got to compare to then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we have Iron Man 2, we have the A-Team. Woohoo. <laughs> um, what other, what other things appeared? Uh, well, the yeah, A-Team wasn't really Inception. Special. Inception was pretty well. I didn't see that, but. Oh no! Inception was better than Tron. It was okay. Yeah, and you put absolutely. that into the sci-fi. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else came out? Uh-huh. Well, we we <laughs> read much. through a bunch of them. Harry Potter, I guess, is in there. That's not science fiction. That's fantasy. <laughs> the distinction. Oh, Nicole. All right, Bay. all right. Yeah, it is science fiction, but it's not. It's not good. But then again, he's Avatar science fiction. Yeah, he's Avatar science fiction. Uh, he's a bit didn't come out this year. Mm. Mm, Maybe me, it was. Let me, let, me get, let me get my let me get my list of movies. We just ran down through a bunch of movies. Skyline, Sky, yeah, was, <laughs> nothing there. Um, Iron Man Two was a real disappointment. So oh, that that's like not it. hard to beat. You didn't like that. I no. like Iron Man Two. But. It was all right. Bits of it were okay, but I think it was a really underbaked sequel. I read to uh what about Book of Eli? Did you see Book of Eli? That's not two thousand ten. Yeah it is. Is it? Yeah it came early two thousand that's what they say. They have that on the list here. I don't know uh, right. I might yeah. you might be wrong, I don't even look at it. But I, I didn't I see don't, it. I, don't, I thought it was oh, I, I saw I saw it. Yeah. That was good. Uh <laughs> Last Airbender came out. Uh, that's fantasy though. I wouldn't count that sci fi. Yeah, I a, liked it though. Yeah. Huh. A, well well, so, well so, maybe your listener is right. Nah. It may well a science fiction movie to come out in yeah, 2010. Only well, because yeah. we didn't have a lot to compare it to. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's not a lot to compare it to. Wait, wait. Resident Evil Afterlife. Can't even say that with a straight face. I like the Resident Evil movies. <laughs> I, I like the franchise too, but I don't know that they... I, yeah. I think they're a formula. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, Prince of Persia, Santa Time. I like that. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, that was good. I didn't see that. You did? I you didn't need not. to. It's on my Netflix list. list. Okay, get it up to the top because it was good. It was well done. Yeah, I was... I was going in expecting something crappy, and it, and it wasn't. No, it was good. Yeah, that's always good. Yeah. It's always good. It's great. Yeah, I went to yeah. see this movie, and I was expecting crap. Yeah. But I paid the 20 bucks, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, wait, Hot Tub Time Machine was 2000. Oh, Hot Tub Time Machine, there you go. I didn't see that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not my type. So Tron might be. Awesome. Yeah. Tron might be. No, all right, all right. Well, I, I think we're reaching a consensus that we kind of pay that comment. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so we maybe apologize, Daddy. You know, it yeah. was brilliant. It was really brilliant. You know, best movie. Yeah, well, she also goes on to say, uh, one, it was brilliant. Uh, uh, it had a great emotional core, cool aesthetic, philosophy, and patient action scenes. That's a nice way of putting mm. it. Patient mm. action scenes. That's nice. Mm. Oh, I reckon they should have upped the ante with the rating. I think if they'd have made it M, it would have been a better movie because they would have been able to do more. What's what's M in Australia for you guys? Probably would have been R. R R R rating. No, no, we've got an R rating, which is eighteen plus. Like uh, M is, we got an M and an MA. M is fifteen 
I think, okay. and over. Okay. And Emma is mature adults. So okay, so, fi- so this would be like a PG-13 for us. That would, it would have been like yeah. one rating higher. Yeah, yeah, it needs to go up one. Yeah. Because, you know, movies actually go out of the way to aim for a particular demographic. Right. Before they even start. They go, well, what are we aiming for it to be, you know? And, and they want it to be a whatever so that they can attract a certain audience. But I think given... I think it's because it's Disney. I, I, I mean, how many M movies did Disney make for Pete's sake? Mm-hmm. You know, and I really feel that if it was an M movie, they could have made it much better. It just could have been far more juicier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, anything else we want to say about Tron before we uh, lay Tron to rest here? I think no, we I think we covered it. Anything okay. that we? Uh, anything you think we should talk about, Dave? That we did not. Well, the things, the main things that I wanted to talk about, I think we talked about. I had gross problems with the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt a little unfulfilled. I felt the storyline and the plot was simplistic, although faithful to the original. And that's the elements of the movie that I really enjoyed the most was the fact that it was a really, really high tribute to the original movie. I think that it lacked substance in that they didn't really build on that. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, having said that. I thoroughly enjoyed the soundtrack. And it, it's probably a movie that I would actually buy, uh, but that said, I, th- I think I, I think with a um, it needed it needed beefing up a little. But I yeah. really enjoyed the movie, and and I'm pleased that we've covered the stuff that that uh, I sort of went into this show wanting to talk about. So yeah, I, I would say see it. It's a great movie. I would say definitely see the original and um, have fun watching it. It's a great tribute. Yeah, fun to watch with people. I think if you're going to watch the original, it's nice to have some other people there to kind of talk about it as you go. Yeah, that'd be great. Cause I, yeah. think it, I think it, it feels slow now in today's generation, obviously. But it's oh, not absolutely. terrible. But, um, yeah, I think this is one that I definitely want to own. I own Avatar, and uh, I would definitely own yeah. this one, too. I think I think if you own it for no other reason, then it's just visually beautiful mm-hmm. when you get inside mm-hmm. Master Control. It's beautiful. Do you, is it, is it, do you reckon it's um, sort of nominating worth for... The Oscars or something like that. Is it is it in that caliber? Do you think for visual effects, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe for soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it has a historical enough. To... Like Jeff Bridges and Bruce Boxleiner casting, it might pull yeah. into the Oscars. Was Bruce Boxleiner up for something in Toronto? Let's say he was. Was he up? No, in the was... original. I don't yeah, think so. was... I, I have I, ha- I have this somewhere here. But I'm I'm watching a video of a test run of a light cycle. Uh, are you a, a real light cycle? It's it's sick. Oh no, it's really sick. Yeah, I told you. And the other, <laughs> I went. It's the other thing that I got sent yesterday from my brother was um, somebody had made a Tron suit for their cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little crazy. Yeah. Now it was it was. Dollar- <laughs> they did I noticed so- the stunned silence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey? Um, it was had a disc in his teeth. Oh. <laughs> It was in 1982. It was nominated for costume design and sound. Ooh. Oh wow! Sound. So, oh, interesting. So it didn't it didn't win, but it was nominated. So it might get some similar. It might get some similar. I'd love to see it win soundtrack. I was blown away by the soundtrack. Yeah, that's awesome. uh, that. If there's anything it should win for, I think it's standout. maybe 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 that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it was an absolute standout. Yeah, so that's definitely definitely. If you didn't pick up the soundtrack, those of you listening. 
you gotta check this. Please get listen to one of the videos on YouTube. Find it. It is absolutely it's great. They, the, the music just really works real well, and it's not that expensive. I think Amazon did have it for seven ninety nine here in the U S. and uh, oh, and then uh, and but you can get it from iTunes for ten bucks, and it's well worth the ten dollars you pay for it. So is that all you pay for movies on iTunes? No, no, not movies. That was music. That was the. CD. I mean, yeah, sorry, music album. Yeah, I don't know what it is. How is yeah, nine ninety nine is about yeah, the average price for an album on iTunes. Are you kidding me? What, we what, are what, getting what, ripped off blind in Australia. <laughs> what, what do you pay for? Twenty. Oh <laughs> my! You are. Yeah, move to America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's all it takes. Soundtrack. <laughs> that's all you need to move to yeah, America. Yeah, well, and I mean, since we're just about a parody now, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like funny. Yeah. Oh man, well, what, do, what do you pay then for uh, to go see a movie in a theater? Uh, I think it cost me about twenty three dollars, and then if it's three D, they charge you an extra three bucks for glasses that oh, they pay oh for about fifty times over. Yeah, wow! Like, for three D, they cost it charged us. It was three D and an IMAX of fifteen bucks, fifteen dollars. Yeah, that's cheap as yeah. you guys. I, for, well, I can tell you, I took myself and the two kids to see. Um, we went and saw. Um, what was it? Um, oh, the, oh, the latest Narnia, The Voyage oh, of the Dawn. Yeah, Dawn-tale. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that cost me fifty-seven dollars. Wow! Two kids and one adult, and a bit of popcorn, and that was it. Did you like that movie? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, it's a kids' movie, right? Right. It's it's pretty simplistic. I think they're very well done. I think they're great. I think I think they're really well done. They they teach kids some pretty strong morals, and I think that's a good thing. Right. Right. Definitely. I you know I watched the very first one. I haven't watched the sequels, so. Oh, yeah, they're worth watching. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't go to the movies though. The only reason I went was for the kids. I, I'd get them out in video. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we go ahead and uh, pay our last podcast promo for this evening? Being we're wrapping up our whole Tron of you. Uh, unless anyone else wants to say anything about Tron before we go. Yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Dom's over here showing me pictures of the light cycle, trying to you know. So, dude, he didn't buy me one for Christmas, but he's showing it to me on the screen. So, yeah. you should make one, Hudson. Right? I should, I should. <laughs> yeah, how's that R two D two coming? Now that it's kind of stalled out there in the shop, you know, just yeah. there are blocks. Um, Miles, did you want to say anything about rap before as we wrap up Tron here? We're no, going to give our sci fi five and five is going to be about Tron in just a second mm-hmm. here. But anything that. Anything more to say? I think we've said what needs to be definitely done. worth seeing in the theater. Absolutely, you, sh- you need to see you need to see this in the theater. I think. Yeah, yeah big screen. Big screen is definitely worth seeing, and probably seeing the small screen. Or right. that you know, Dave. This means that if you want to watch in three D, you gotta go out and buy one of those new fancy three D TVs. I'm not buying one of those yeah. bloody TVs. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason they invented 3D and they're pushing it so hard is because they need a reason for everyone to go out and buy another TV. <laughs> I know. Very true. Stupid. <laughs> it is very stupid. Well, in our last podcast promo for tonight, I thought we'd do something for the uh, – did we do AGP or Podcasters Emporium? We did, we did Podcasters Emporium earlier. Tell us about AGP. We did. Oh, the AGP is a tech podcast about tech. Uh, we've had pretty much the same formula since its inception with a slight change and then we went back, but, uh, basically it's, uh, a couple of hosts sitting around talking about the, uh, the news. We do, uh, some tech news. We do some software reviews. We do some sites and services reviews. And even more so these days, we get into a bit of mobile tech. So, uh, check it out. The AGP podcast, uh, bloody good tech. Now, is this a podcast that you have to be like, uh, in Australia to really enjoy, or does it? Do you deal with tech from around the world? 
Oh no, we 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 we're very much a global phenomena. All right, phenomenon. Good. Is it phenomena? Phenomena. Yeah, that, it works either way. No, yeah. yeah, no. Look, totally, totally global, and uh, you know that we we originally, 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 when we first incepted the idea of um of of the Aussie Geek Podcast, which which used to be the Global Geek Podcast, was that we were pretty sick and tired of, of the the type and the tone of podcasts that were coming out of America, and we wanted to give people choice. And uh, a lot of our listeners jumped on board because we're Aussies and uh, because we gave a different perspective. And I believe that we have one of the best tech podcasts in Australia, if not the best. And uh, it, it certainly proved to be a winning formula. And, and that was uh, some of the reason for our name change was the fact that we wanted to emphasize the fact that we were Aussies and we're giving a different perspective on tech from around the globe. Very cool. Well, here's the promo. The Aussie Geek Podcast brings you the best from the world of technology. Each week, Dave, Kate, and Keith, the token Canadian, bring you the highlights from the week's technology news, along with great software finds and the best of the web. The geeks are joined by friends of the show who bring their own unique and global perspectives on the world of technology and the way we live in it. Join us each week for the Aussie Geek Podcast. Subscribe today in iTunes or visit us at AussieGeekPodcast.com. The Aussie Geek Podcast. Bloody awesome tech. Welcome back to the uh, Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. We're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Before we do, we have our Sci-Fi 5 and 5, Miles. Yep, we do. And this is all about Tron Legacy. And we kind of brainstormed some of our top five moments. Dave, you weren't a part of it, but at the end, I want to hear maybe your top moment in Tron. So let's talk about uh, number one and maybe what we'll do, Miles, since we had the list that Miles just refuses to look at, that Don refuses to look at. Uh, maybe we'll just go back and forth here. Do you want to do number one? Sure. Um, number one, we thought a uh, great moment was when Cora rescues uh, Sam Flynn from the games. That was a good moment. She kind of speeds in there in a car mm-hmm. and jets out through the wall, mm-hmm. kind of paying homage to the original. I like that. Uh, number two, and we mentioned this earlier, the Michael Sheen and Zeus, uh, the, aka David Bowie. I love that scene. That was a good moment. And uh, third one, uh, the aerial attack at the end when uh, our heroes are escaping, and then uh, uh, Jeff Bridges' other character, Clue, and uh, a couple of his henchmen become fighter planes and chase after him. Very cool. Uh, for the original arcade, the fact that they have the original arcade there is really cool. Plenty yeah. of homage back to the original there. And and uh, what we saw was a nice continuity between the ships and vehicles from the original movie to this movie, but they were updated, so they they, they still look pretty cool. And they were beautiful. Mm-hmm. They were beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Any other moments that we should have in our top five, Dale? Oh, um, I, I mean, for me, you know, the the, the light cycle battle was, is oh, definitely yeah. up there. That that was just phenomenally well done, and, and I like the twist going under the floor. You know, it oh, just, yeah, it was it, nice. Oh, yeah. 
just amazing. Like, yeah. just you're totally unex- unexpected. Bang, they're under the ground. That was pretty just, cool to see in 3D, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah they would. <laughs> that would have been the standout. Yeah. And, and, you know, I agree with you guys. The, the, the planes flying at the end were just, they were majestic and yet awesome. Like, I loved it. Yeah. It was great. Very cool. Oh, and the bit, the bit where he's, um, just, just as a, a side thing, where, where he gets her disc out, the, the, the disc and he like operates on the program by, by pulling out the dud bit of program. You know where the, the he has the disc on the ground and it's like out and it looks like DNA and he, and he like pulls out the bit of dud. Oh code. yeah. Oh, that was a good scene. That, that, that was pretty awesome because it gave you a little bit of an insight into what makes up the, 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 these beings, right. I guess, and yeah. and what makes them so complex, yeah. and yeah. the fact that um, it sort of gave you an insight in how he manipulated uh, the grid universe yeah. for for his own benefit. Because I want to know where the food came from. I didn't see any pigs running around. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, true. very good. Another slight error in the. Yeah. Thing, but anyway. well, you know, we we could easily nitpick the movie to death because there's a lot. There's oh yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Nonetheless, worth seeing. Uh, yeah, they worth should seeing. have been eating slop. They should have, you know, like transmorphic slop or something. You know, like yeah. the Matrix. You know how they had that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then those just, just a thought. Right, protein. Those proteins, right? Right. Yeah. right, right. Just, All right. just throwing it out. Yeah. There. <laughs> All right. Well, Dave Gray, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Australia to talk about Tron Legacy tonight. Appreciate that. Absolute pleasure. Where can they find out more about you and uh, your shows and everything else about you on the interweb? Well, they can find, well, if you go to the Lifestyle Pod Network, our show is there. The Aussie Geek Podcast is there. Uh, the Podcasters Emporium is also on the network. And in addition to that, the, uh, one and only two schooners is there as well, which I will add to that is an adults only podcast. Yeah. So. That gets an MA rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's got that in iTunes. We got slammed. So, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of foul language. Um, but anyway, uh, the other place you can check me out is um, I'm also on Twitter and I'm gladly follow anybody that follows me that's not a spammer. Uh, the underscore rooster. Don't forget the underscore because I, 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 everyone calls me the rooster, but yeah, it needs an underscore in Twitter. So, and they're my main haunts, so to speak. Oh, very cool. And, uh, Don, anywhere they can find you? <laughs> not, <laughs> not really. Not really. Don's yeah. under the radar. He's, I'm yeah. off the grid. He's a social recluse. Yeah. Social He's recluse. off the grid. Yeah. yeah so, social recluse. And Miles, uh, you? Uh, I am Son of Worf at Twitter. And, uh, also, uh, I'm on our Facebook fan page. And Truck Space. You're and Truck Space. Still, still, but, uh. Not much. But no, Facebook, much Facebook fan page, we're all, we're all. Mm-hmm. Our goal is 200, 200 fans. How close are we, Miles? We're at 169 last 169. Ooh, so we have 30 fans in the next couple of days. Can we do it? Probably not. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Hope for it. Oh, you, you know, I hope I'm a fan. Yeah. I don't, are you a fan? I don't know. I, I hardly ever go. I only go to Facebook when somebody tells me to go to Facebook. Okay. So just go to there. Facebook. I don't know. What to do. <laughs> go to Facebook, Dave. <laughs> Good morning, Dave. Go to Facebook. No, but you know what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, I, I can't stand the platform. It just yeah. irritates me yeah. no end. And they're constantly changing it. The, the, the only thing that I like about Facebook is our fan page. I'm never on there to actually interact socially. Don knows. Because yeah. He's like yeah. on there. I never talk to him. Yeah. I mean, Facebook is better than MySpace, but it's like teenage Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there you go. 
Uh, you can find me at the Sci-Fi Diner on Twitter and also in the Facebook fan page. Be sure to check out. Can you hear that crying in the background? That's yeah. my son. He's like wailing. Like, I want, I want daddy. But I'll have to cut that. Dave, it was <laughs> nice to meet you. No, the, yeah. That's all right. yeah. No, We're all human, you. mate. Yeah. <laughs> even, even your son. Yeah, he is. He, he jumps into Stick the Stick him pockets. in the grid. <laughs> Put him in the grid. What, what, what I want to do the last time? Sacrifice him to someone? Uh, I forget. Remember we were talking? Yeah, about I remember Kevin? the sacrifice. Yeah, I don't know. It was a bad yeah. idea at the time. But um, no. Uh, so yeah. So that's where we're at. Be sure to check out stuffinourpodcast dot com website for all these show notes. I'm not sure how many notes there'll be on this one, but we'll put some stuff up there for you. But thanks for well, joining we, us. You could always put links to, to the stuff we talked about. I absolutely will, and there'll be links to your show as well, Dave. So, oh, thank you. So, Miles, you want to wrap us up? All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see you. Did we do Avatar? That was a year ago, exactly a year ago. What? What? Yeah, it was after Christmas. It was after. It was. It was this week. It was a week after. It was a week after Christmas, just before New Year's. Really? Yeah, it was. It's been a year. Holy crap! Yeah. Crap! Where did my life go? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't you spend like half of it in the hospital? Oh yeah, I did too. So <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's flown by. It's flown by.
we cover everything on the paper? It, everything on my list was covered, Don. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. but, We'd uh, hear about it later if it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Right, you awesome. in the doghouse. Yeah. Sleeping on my couch. I'm, no, I'm, I'm checking out all the retro movie posters from 1982. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Like, yeah, it's pretty tragic. <laughs> Is that a, that's an original Tron suit. There's an original Tron suit on there as well. That that was worn in the movie, I think it is. Original Disney costume played at D twenty three booth. Displayed at D twenty Oh, cool. This is on IMDB, the link to the images. Okay. Oh and yeah, the movie saw posters. That. Yeah, yeah. Movie posters are just fantastic. Yeah. So retro. <laughs> <laughs> They're is. almost comical. Yeah. They are. They were they were oh, I... Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, another movie about the same time because it's in the same, it's in the same group of pictures is War Games. Oh, oh yeah, what? That. What was that? Oh, that was a great movie. Holy, <sighs> what? What was that? I don't know. War Games. I'm sure it was about the same time, but it's the same premise. Yeah, 1983. It was a year later. Where did us? Where did uh, Starman come out? That was 83. They're they're talking about reprising that. No kidding. That Star was Man a good too, flick. with Jeff Bridges. They again. have. What? I think they have. No, I, I think they have. Really? I thought they were star. I think there's only one star, man. I think there's. It was on TV. Oh, they get, yeah. Um, oh, is that what it was? It was on yeah, uh, NBC for a season. That was a good movie, Star Man. Yeah. yeah, I watched it. You know, it's, it'd be great to have a database of movies from certain years. Yeah. Science. Actually, there is. Oh, yeah. There was a, there was a TV. It was on TV twice Star Man 1986, Star Man 2001. I wonder if we could. I wonder if Wikipedia's got it. I'm on Wikipedia. They do have a nice list. I don't know if it's inclusive, but it's pretty impressive. List of science fiction films, and then it goes by the decade: nineties, eighties, seventies. Yeah. yeah. yeah so we were looking for stuff in 2010, but it it's this year's best science fiction on the one that I'm looking at. So that's a bit of a worry because it doesn't. You want it to display all of them. Daybreakers was 2010. I didn't see that though. Oh, Daybreakers was good. Book of Eli was 2010. I forgot that. No, that was crap. Universal Soldier Regeneration. That was crap too. We need another event. I didn't didn't mind Predators. It was alright. I didn't like the end. Yeah, it was. No, it I mean, it was spoofy. It was a formula. And I didn't like. I didn't like the end, and I didn't like. um, Who's the black guy in it? Morgan. No, no. no. Uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, that no. was a bit. I wasn't fond of his character at all. Yeah, not Lawrence Fishburne. What no. about Mutant Girl Squad? Come on. What? That's a giant, that's a Japanese film. Oh. It doesn't that don't count? That doesn't count. All right. Oh, Repo Man was 2010. I didn't see that though. <laughs> no, me neither. Jude Law, though, I like him from A1. He was good in AI. There's a list of them for next year that we have. Wow. The Adjustment Bureau, I kind of want to see. I heard good things about that. Apollo 18? Maybe. Hmm. Ooh. Cowboys and Aliens. I know you're oh, excited I, I'm about I'm excited them. about Cowboys and Aliens. Not Come at all. On. Not John at all. Uh, I didn't realize that John Favreau also did Elf. Totally forgot about that. Transformers 3 comes out next year, right? <gasps> yeah. X-Men First Class is next year? Uh, no. Yeah, First that'll Class. be good. I'm excited X-Men about First that. Class. Wait. Transformers, yeah, definitely out. I'm a big James McAvoy fan. I can't believe he's going to play Professor X. That's Super 8. That's cool. Oh, and the Planet of the Apes Super prequel. 8, J.J. Abrams? Yeah, yeah. And the Rise of the Apes, the prequel to Planet of the Apes comes out. 
not real excited about that. But mm. I know. Oh, Andy you, Circus is in it. The uh, Golem. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm. That's true. You you, you want to watch Mars Needs Moms? Come on. Not really. <laughs> No, not really. There's the Green Lantern that comes out mm, right around. No. I'm not sure. I wasn't real impressed with the uh, previews for that. There's an Alien movie coming out in 2012. Which one? Oh, awesome. Oh, Alien. It's a prequel. Avatar 2 comes out. Might be out. good. Ridley Scott's doing it, so it might be good. Oh, it might come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, about, what about Battleship? <laughs> D4. If it had Galactica, Galactica, then. Yeah, it might be good. All right. Dread. Judge Dread? Yeah, that's a, that's oh, a Dread. No, it's supposed to be better. Call over and say Dune? Better. My Dune? Yes, yes, your Dune. Seriously, I'm clicking on that. <laughs> Flash Gordon <laughs> comes out. That might be kind of cool. Gears of War? Maybe. Flash Gordon? Haven't they done that Men in Black 3. Really? Yeah, Men in Black mm. 3. And the Star really? Trek sequel comes out. So that's all but we have. Abrams on. isn't doing the Star Trek sequel? No, he is. It's not on there. Well, no, they don't. <laughs> he is. Chris, Chris Pine is Zachary Quinto. Though. Don't make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doc Savage, really? Another cheesy Marvel comic that no one read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't It's know. Disney now. They don't really care. No. <laughs> They're just going to produce everything. Right, right. <laughs> Anyways. John Carter mm. of Mars. That's an old cartoon, comic book series, too. That was a comic book. That was a uh, novel. It was originally. a comic book, too. Yeah, originally a novel. Yeah. This is on Wikipedia. Dave, are you seeing this on Wikipedia? Because it is pretty impressive. Are you on Wikipedia? Dave? No, I'm, lo- I'm, lo- I'm still looking for it. Yeah, this is oh. science fiction films. It's all right. I'll, Do you I'll want me to give you a... Uh, I'll give you a link. No, it's all right. I got the back way after you guys finished talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> like, we're talking about it, you're like... Dude, I can't believe it. Yeah, just trying to look for it. Yeah, no, I found it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Avatar 2 in 2012 already? Yeah, well, no. Uh, X-Men. X-Men. X-Men yeah. comes out as well? Yeah, X-Men First and Class. No, that's 2011, X-Men First Class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm kind of excited after... Here's the problem. We were talking about this on uh, uh, Twitter June? a little bit. Uh, but They're doing a remake of June. June 3rd, 2011. June. Holy of shit. Dune. Of Dune, yes. yeah. Wait, of Dune? Yeah, you said Dune. Dune, D-U-E, as in Frank Herbert. Yeah, yeah greatest series ever. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, now, did, did you, you know how to pick your friends well. Did, did you like the David Lynch version? Is that the way you like? I, w- I was on uh, David Lynch version was good, but I, you I like actually like you like the sci-fi miniseries. I actually like the sci-fi miniseries more because oh, oh, <laughs> you just lost a friend. Sacrilege! I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the David Lynch movie though. But oh no! I, actually, the was I thought I thought the well the 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 sci the sci fi Dune movie like I got the European version. I forget where I got a hold of it. It was a little bit longer and a little bit better than than the sci the one that was shown on TV in America. It's like because it showed boobies. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't I don't think either of them did a good job of. You really need to read the books. Like, there's no exception to reading the books. Like, there really is. Gears of War might be interesting. Yeah, it might be. Mad Max 4? You've got to be kidding me. Are you kidding? Are they filming it down there? Yeah, it's not. Not not interested at all. But it looks like they have Josh Brolin. Well, they have Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith back for Men in Black 3. That could be good. I enjoyed the Men in Black movies for what they were. Yeah, that were good. 
There no, we go. Good. So it's been a while, but it'll be a highlight to revisit it. Oh, uh, and the other one that'll come out next year is um, Green Lantern. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, what do you think of the trailer? The trailer kind of got crapped on. People oh, like the trailer. It was just a bloody trailer. I mean, it, it gave me enough. Right. I, I want to see it. Right. Um, don't you? Yeah, do you want to see it? Yeah, well, yeah, I do. I don't know. Was it in the theater? Maybe. maybe. See, what, what are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking about Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm not a big DC fan, but he's one of the characters. You know, Transformers, Dark Side of the Moon. Dark, I was Dark Side of the Moon. Dark of the Moon. I kind of want to see that one. But every time I see the title, I keep saying Dark Side of the Moon. Like, I want to play for uh, yeah. Pink Floyd or something. Yeah, so the third line, Rory pressed the... I wasn't strongly impressed with, like, 2 wasn't really, really didn't do it for me. No, we came, it was okay. But I think the, the great thing about this trailer, if you watch the trailer, Shia LaBeouf is in it. So it's great. Well, he probably he is, though. He is. He is. <laughs> yeah. He's in the movie, but he's not in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes the trailer good. The yeah, trailer's yeah. like, ooh. Dave, have you read any of the new Dune, the the books his son wrote? No, I've only ever, re- I've only ever read the original. Okay. But I haven't even read the ones after that. You you just read you didn't read the like there the ones that Frank wrote there were seven of them. Yeah, I, I didn't even read I didn't even read the ones that he wrote. I just okay. I, I've only ever read the original because I love the movie so okay. much. But I I don't know I, I I the covers look naff. Yeah, I did the same. I saw the the movie first and then I read the book. Yeah, and then I read the next yeah. six. I haven't read any of the son's books, but yeah. What's yeah. Apollo eighteen about? Oh, wow. Don't know. I've got my doubts about the Alien prequel, too. Oh, it's a film about the real mission to space in the 70s that was canceled by NASA. Why do I want, oh. to, read about a, why do I want to read about a canceled movie? Apollo 18 is a horror movie. Oh, uh, gosh, not one of those. What was that other movie that was like that? And it was about that spacecraft that was dead in space and these guys found it and it was like it was haunted. Oh, oh that event, was horrible. Event, was that Event Horizon? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah and, it looked uh, so promising and it was just Sam Neill. Yeah. And I love Sam Neill, but I didn't like that. That movie scared the crap out of me. Oh, dude, I fast forwarded halfway through. I was watching <laughs> yeah. that alone and I in our old house and I just like fast forward, I fast forwarded halfway through it. I couldn't watch it. Really? I was like, I was yeah, like ooh, Event either. Horizing. This is a space movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. Scared the Yeah, no, that's what I thought too. Yeah. More fool ass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm reading the the spiel about the Alien prequel because I love the Alien series. Yeah, yeah. And and it says that apparently the art director from the first Alien movie speculated that films will be shot in 3D, which was which was eventually confirmed by Ridley Scott. Since 3D films need lighting levels set, hallmark. Blah, 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 blah. While the 3D equipment will be based on post Avatar technology. Uh-huh. So there you go. Uh-huh. So it's going to be a true 3D movie, not one of those revamped. Right, right. You know, rebuilt ones, right. but they're gonna they're gonna deconstruct the first Alien and reverse design the prequels from the originals, mm. from the original arts and visuals. The Alien itself will be re-envisaged as a pro pro generator of the, and a, based on the original, I think it's meant to say. You know, this is not a, go ahead. Oh, they're apparently going to contract H.R. Geiger. For possible artistic collaboration, so the original, the original guy. You know, uh, this is not a complete list because you have Thor coming out. And oh movie. yes, not, Thor's not even on here, and I'm, I'm going to see Thor. You know, that's that's what it, soon actually. Yeah, that's like May. I think May is when Thor comes out. Yeah, like that. So there's a big one coming out in February, and I can't remember what it is. Oh uh, yeah, 
I, I, I don't know, but so this doesn't seem like the the, the up and coming movies doesn't seem exhaustive. Mm. So I guess take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, so. it is. It is um, Wikipedia. Green Hornet's coming it out. Is. When's that coming out? Gears of War would be interesting, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm really interested in that remake of June. That'll be interesting. Yeah, well, you know, and if, if it's, it's it really is the first movie to theater since the David Lynch film, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they haven't done yeah. the series. So, you know, who knows? It's different than, than, yeah. than the Sifi channel Probably putting it out. Three bloody D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great, you know, the original... But, the original out and grabbing it. Yeah, the original movie was an absolute epic. It was like it was, three, it was three hours and a bit or something. Yeah, yeah. And it had a heck of a cast. Yeah, Sting. Scott. Oh, yes, I forgot to get Patrick there. Stewart was in it too. Yeah, oh, was he? Yeah, forgot that. He was. He played. Oh, Brian Herbert's involved, so it might mean that it's actually half decent. Oh, Real Steel's coming out. Maybe that's the one that's coming out. Oh, Rock'em Sock'em. Yeah, the Rock'em Sock'em <laughs> robot one. Yeah, I'm not really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> robots be it's it's a Rocky. What would you say? We said it was the Rocky of robots. It does. It does. It has this underdog feel. This washed up boxer that takes over this robot franchise. It is. They use robots oh to box in the future, so it is exactly like Rocky. What the hell is? What the hell is Doc Savage? No, no, that's not, that's a okay, it was it was a Marvel comic for a while, oh, but I don't, okay. I don't, I don't know if it's I don't know if the movie is based on that. It was kind of a it's got, pathetic. It's Marvel striking movie. me as a high crap factor. I am number <laughs> I am number four comes out in February. Uh, is that the one you're? Like, is that the one you're thinking about? That's what you're. Yeah, thinking about. Um, maybe. You know, and they don't have any of the Avenger movies. Other than, they don't they don't have any of the Avenger movies here. Captain but didn't America, they allude to that in one of the X Men movies? I don't see Captain America here listed. Oh, I didn't either. Captain America's not here. The Avengers. It's not here. an inclusive list. It's no, just it's definitely not. I mean, it's a good list, but it's not. Just, no. Yeah, they might not consider mm-hmm. Captain America sci-fi. Like, but they have X Men First Class. <laughs> Is that more sci-fi than Thor? When's Captain America? America? I don't know if I'm pleased. I don't know if I'm pleased with the casting of Captain America. Who was that? It's um, Chris Evans who played oh. Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four movies. Oh, that's right. Not that those were the greatest movies, but he's kind of already been cast as Johnny Storm, and now all of a sudden he's Captain America. Well, they're probably not going to make any new uh, Fantastic Four movies. And if they do, they they'll do like a revamp thing. Yeah, which, yeah, which, which we talked about a while ago. Yeah. Although I heard there's a Silver Surfer movie coming out. I did. I heard rumors of that. Which would be I would be that would make That'd me happy. Nice. Okay. The Adjustment Bureau, I'm kind of interested in seeing. That's a new Philip K. Dick movie. Uh, Captain America's not coming out until July. Where do you see that? 2011. I'm on IMDb. Oh, 2011. 2011. Well, that's, that's July. That's I guess. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen any previews for that, have we? Are there no, any trailers no. out for it? They got a, quite a few photos, but I don't see any trailers. Yeah, we need some trailers out on that sucker. What are you guys we... looking forward to the new Pirates movie? Not really. Uh, yeah. Um, not sure. But it depends. Uh, will it I, does w- depend. W- yeah. <laughs> will I, Will I see it? Probably. Will I see it in theaters? Maybe not. I tell you what. No, I, no. As much as I, I'm not a big fan of the pirate movies. It is probably one of Johnny Depp's best roles. Oh, he, he, oh yeah, yeah. You only watch it for Johnny Depp. Yeah, you don't yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah, hands down. It's like the only like it's Jeffrey one. Rush is okay. Yeah, he's okay. I like Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, he's he's okay. 
Yeah, but yeah. So I don't know. I, it's not only the. It's not not only that. There's you know they're making the pirates five and six too. No. Oh seriously? really? Oh yeah. Oh that's well, yeah. Sad. That's they're confirmed for that. They're going to film them back to back. So. Yeah. <laughs> we talked. I, I tell you, another franchise that I really enjoyed was the Hellboy series. Yeah, I, yeah. They're really good. We need uh, a third yeah. one. Well, and the second one, I I thought you know the sequels are always like, oh, it's it's okay, but it's not. That's one of our early shows. I thought the second one was really good, but I only think it was really good was because the guy that did Pan's Labyrinth did oh, the yeah. work on two. Toro. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, right. You know the no the monster guy from. Yeah, yeah, Del Toro. That's Del his Toro, name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Did a great job. Of and that. he did. A, it was really. Yeah, I love Pan's Labyrinth. And we haven't seen the third Hellboy, have we? No, no. that's too bad. No, no, only the second one. Did you yeah. see Pan's Labyrinth, Dave? Uh, no, I didn't. It's, oh, it's, it's, a, it's good. a good, good movie. Most brutal scene that beer bottle scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was like, could have done without mm. it. <laughs> Dave would have liked it because it contained beer. Yes. Yeah, beer. <laughs> And you, because yeah, yeah, I drink so much. <laughs> you missed that. You chopped out. What was that? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, said you'd like pale labyrinth. It involves a beating with a beer bottle. So, so. <laughs> it's probably barefoot bridler or something like that. Probably would. <laughs>